Greetings, Internet friend. Welcome to Walking and Talking. This is Ben Bennett. What follows is the audio version of Walking and Talking, which I have transferred here from its original YouTube video format so that you can more readily superimpose my metaphysical rants over your day-to-day -day experience without a screen hogging your visual attention for hours on end. Some of these older episodes don't have the greatest audio quality, but it does improve as the series progresses. I occasionally make references to something visual, but by and large, all of the relevant information is present in the audio. From episode number 84 onwards, and to some extent before that as well, I am cognizant of the audio-only experience and making sure to describe anything that seems relevant. Publishing this as an audio podcast does take some extra time and money, so if you appreciate this, please consider supporting it at patreon.com slash benjaminbennett. And when you donate as little as $2 a month, you gain access to exclusive content. But more importantly, you'll be helping me enormously towards these three goals that I have. First, to increase the frequency and intensity of new episodes. Second, to remove all advertisements from my Sitting and Smiling videos on YouTube. And third, to launch a new series that I've been scheming up. I'll say it again, I am an anti-consumerist tightwad who likes to maximize the utility of the scantest of resources. So be assured that your donation will go far. That URL is patreon.com slash benjaminbennett, and you can find the link in the show notes as well, in case you want to pause this audio and go check it out right now. Lastly, I'd love to receive your well-thought-out questions, comments, tractates, treatises, diatribes, and gluten-free paleo recipes at sittingandsmiling at gmail.com. Okay, that's enough blathering. Let's get on to the real blathering. Greetings, my internet friends. <clears throat> Welcome to Walking and Talking, the show where I walk and talk. Maybe you've started to notice that some patterns have started to develop, such as the opening line. I didn't, I never, uh, I, I didn't uh, write that, it just kind of, I just started saying it over and over again at the beginning of each episode. <clears throat> I feel, um, I feel pretty light in my body, or you could say relaxed at the moment and it feels like somewhat of a, a relief to be able to say that and I started thinking about some physical aspects of what's going on and I decided not to say those things you know things about my geography 
because I wanted to as soon as possible just move the focus into relating to you more directly having some kind of notion that there's something there's more subtle things to to be observed than physical details of this location kind of straightening my back and lowering my shoulders down a little bit because something about that seems to uh, help me feel a little more relaxed I'm finding that I'm starting to notice already some aspects of my experience here, some aspects of my perception, but the words to describe them not yet flowing smoothly. And so, if you're willing to bear with me, <clears throat> My feeling is that my feeling is that I could be successful at at making some keen observations of what's going on here. But it may take a little time for my linguistic brain to kind of catch up with that, to get warmed up. I am in a different location than I have walked and talked in the past, or a slightly different location. Actually, oh yeah, I'm actually just across the river. See over there? That's where I usually am. I usually walk that way. Not usually, but sometimes. Maybe about half the time. And the weather is fairly pleasant. So that 
should be a contributor to <clears throat> an unafflicted state of mind. We'll see. Am, am I afflicted? Is my state of mind afflicted? It seems, uh, it seems to be reaching for something. But, you know, in that pause, it felt relatively still. Look at how shiny these rocks are. They're just, they're just chalk full of mica. A lot of thoughts, there's a lot of thoughts going on in my mind. Memories. Um, about the place, wondering if I've been to this place before and when that was. Is it possible that I ended up here in a walking and talking in the past? I don't know. You know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like, it's my, like I've, um, like I, there's a goal in my mind now, a, a goal of some kind of very tranquil, very peaceful state of mind that I can remember having experienced before <clears throat> during walking and talking. And now it's, but, but now, you know, That goal isn't is is maybe something that's uh, could potentially pull my attention away from the present. You know, if I'm thinking about hearkening back to the past and then imagining the future, hoping that the future could be like that past, then. <clears throat> I might be, I might be losing out on uh, the opportunity to experience the present fully. But my uh, my senses feel really nicely stimulated by this environment. It feels really refreshing. The sound and the sights right here
And that feels like a factor that might contribute to an unafflicted mind. You know, still I'm noticing thoughts in my head um, relating to memories, mainly about this place, and about some other, other, you know, uh, kind of fictions about my life, I would say. And then I'm, I'm noticing, and then, and then, uh, and then just trying to kind of step back a little bit and, and more notice the uh, more just kind of notice the behavior of, of my mind instead. There are some feelings of uh, of judgment about the quality of this but at, at this moment as I say this yeah maybe it still remains feeling of judgment that this could be better. Look at this trunk. Get a load of that. Yeah, I can really, I can really notice, <clears throat> I can really notice my mind grasping onto things and in a way that feels um, solidifying and uncomfortable. I, I also at the same time I, I seem to uh, it's as if it's as if kind of as I said earlier the the talking part so far doesn't feel totally linked up with the experiencing part it's as if 
uh, my mind is noticing different aspects of my experience, um, including sensations and thoughts. But the things that I'm saying are a little bit detached from that. But you know, as I'm as I'm going on here with this sentence, I'm kind of redirecting my attention to this to my own talking and that seems like the right direction if if there is a right direction and <clears throat> i just said that i had the thought in my mind that this feels a little bit uh that I have having the experience of feeling a little bit lost here or yeah not uh, you know having having this like sense of doubt look at that and yeah being unsure exactly what it is I'm going for uh, constantly questioning that actually you know constantly questioning whether there is any goal in terms of the, you know the the quality of thought the quality of speaking and 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 my mind also hearkening back to some past episodes um, with the notion that they were good um, and comparing this moment to them unfavorably and you know wanting to return to the quality of that previous episode that I'm imagining as good but then I stop myself and and I think we shouldn't be trying to reproduce anything that we remember from the past in here. I should be really just you know, actively involved in, in following what's what's happening here and now and letting it live you know, for for its own sake. without being encumbered by it by any kind of value judgment or standards still i think some some kind of value judgment and standards are at play maybe 
whether I'm aware of it or not. For instance, you know, one being uh, legibility and another being articulateness. Those I can say seem to be qualities that I'm that I value for this video as well as something that I could describe as uh, just clear thinking and so maybe what's going on now Hopefully it's a process that is leading to all those things. It takes some little time. It takes a little effort. It takes a little warming up. Or does it, you know? Is, is the idea just to fully accept whatever is going on right now? talking wise that seems plausible why why am i why am i thinking about you and your experience so much that's okay I can understand why I would think of, I would be considering your experience. Of course, you know, why wouldn't I? But I guess what was behind that thought was that if I'm you know, considering your your experience too much, then maybe it leads to a type of inhibition, or yeah, yeah, some inhibition. Whereas maybe I'm limited in my thinking. some sort of idea that of of what might be a good experience for you but I'm not exactly sure what constitutes a good experience for myself and I'm not even sure if 
if this notion of a good experience isn't isn't uh, faulty to begin with. I notice some some feelings of consternation of of thinking hard here. Could it, could it be that I'm thinking too hard? I'm walking uphill here and it feels like I'm, I'm talking uphill too, or thinking uphill. Maybe I just have to think uphill for a while in a more effortful manner until I'm able to, as you could say, coast or something like that. But maybe, you know, there's, there's, always, there's always a possibility that like, in some way this is, this is actually the real heart of, of walking and talking. This part here where um, where it feels difficult and, and challenging and uncertain and and there's doubts doubts and questions holy cow there's these these guys are out. Holy cow. It's almost spring. Maybe is this does this mean it's spring if there's flowers out? What do they call these things? Nurse narcissus? Is that is that narcissus? The flowers that look down at themselves like they're look as if they're navel navel gazing. Can I take comfort in this thought that in some way this is this is the core of walking talking, the difficult part where the real work is being done? It seems like if I take comfort in that thought then I won't actually be doing the work fully uh, and so I, I I honestly can't take comfort in it I think um, you know I'm so I feel so cognizant of the publicness of this of the being watched that um, that that's contributing some to this consternation 
this uh, this trying hard to make this good because I want it to be I want it to be good for everybody <clears throat> but then at the same time you know I can I can at times like access this other experience where you know I'm just I'm just here in some sense alone but but I'm not I'm not really alone because of you This must, this must, you know, I have this, this must seem like old hat to you avid viewers, but, you know, it's also, it's also real. The struggle is real and, you know, we can't, we can't really go through life without any struggle. It's, it's not avoidable. It's going to show up somewhere in our lives. You just, you know, you can choose, you know, where you're going to, where you're going to experience your struggle. And to some degree, to some degree you can, and to other degrees, and, and other, sometimes you can't. For me, this this happens to be the realm where I'm experiencing the difficulty of life, the difficulty of existence. You're not in any, uh, certainly not in any material sense of survival. But, but in this, um, in this like uh, existential kind of battle of, uh, you know, how to, how, just how to, how to just be conscious without suffering.
And you know, <clears throat> what's hard, what's hard is uh, right now for me is having this memory of of a walking, talking experience that felt full of so much um, ease and something, some kind of awareness that I'm like remembering as feeling somehow more clear than this awareness. But as I as I say that, those wing wing stem that would make sense, huh? As I say that, um, as I describe this memory of feeling, you know, what my memory is just, is merely pointing to as a clearer state of consciousness. clear state of consciousness as I as my memory kind of pointed towards that then it kind of dawned on me that uh, whatever whatever that was was kind of noticing a, a level of a, a level of consciousness where that um, is without time and is kind of the same regardless of the contents of it and and then I kind of realized you know this this feeling of struggle is still actually the contents of that consciousness rather than being it itself you know and it's it's a matter of it's a matter of uh being able to to identify upwards and outwards in terms of Like the thoughts, the thoughts and sensations present here um, could be something that I, I term as struggling. But then there's, but then there's the thing that is aware of those 
thoughts and feelings. That's not struggling. And it, it seems like what that is doesn't even, you know, the, the, the idea of struggling doesn't really apply to that. But still though, still though, you know, my brow is furrowed and the tone of my voice seems to indicate yeah, some kind of concern. So is it possible for me to, to consciously change that behavior? To, to not experience concern? Because, you know, there's nothing, it's, it's not like there's anything with material consequences exactly to be concerned about here. I mean, although it, it is it is true that um, that this has whatever whatever goes on here like may have some kind of uh, mental consequences for for you and I and you know the the mental is is not distinct from the physical and the two affect each other a lot you know decisions that happen in your mind have 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 a, a material world effect vice versa and so you know in in in, in a sense there Maybe there is cause for concern here. Maybe. I mean, this, uh, everything I say here has, has consequences.
just in how it in how it um, affects our minds. And, and it affects the quality of, of my experience and your experience. And so, I mean, what, what could be more important than that at this moment? But is to be concerned about that, is that just a, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy where by feeling concerned about it, we realize the state of concern, a, an unpleasant feeling? I'm thinking so hard about this. I'm so I'm so concerned about it. I'm so concerned about that question. But you know. But then is there am I compounding things by considering the state of concern to be a negative state? What about this state now? It's like is this actually a negative thing that I'm feeling? I don't know. I can't say that I feel great. Even, you know, despite these surroundings that uh, should seem peaceful. Despite uh, having 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 no uh, immediate concerns for my physical well-being, it's like uh, you know I have I have a lot to be really grateful for right now. I'm not being, I'm not being chased by uh, a predatory animal that wants to eat me. I'm not starving 
I'm neither too cold nor too hot. I'm not at a, I'm not at, you know, a, uh, I'm not at a job where I'm required to complete a specific task. In fact, I'm, I'm, I'm merely, I'm merely carrying out my own created structure, you know? I'm just, I'm, I'm just uh, abiding in my own self-created framework. Which I could theoretically stop at any time. I have, you know, uh, as much, I have as much freedom as, as anybody could ever ask for. But does this, does this make me happy? I've been envying people that have less freedom. Well, I guess, you know, uh, that concept of freedom is, is, is pretty relative and subjective. Like, I'm, I'm envying, I've been envying people with uh, full-time professional careers. Where you, you know that you're gonna go to work at a specific time five days a week or, or whatever it is and as long as you you know keep doing that and then uh, well and then you have to you have to uh, solve a lot of problems that may be very stressful so and then but as long as you do that then then you're granted uh, another degree of freedom that comes in the form of the remuneration. Remuneration? Remuneration. You know, that could be both monetary and social. But, you know, I feel, I feel as if, as if, I feel as if I'm, uh, 
experiencing some form of stress now, you know, even without any um, without any obvious stressor going on, you know. Nothing exterior, there's nothing exterior putting the pressure on me. But maybe, you know, this, this lack of structure, this lack of structure might be contributing the stress. I'm almost certain it is. I'm in some kind of structure. But it's, um, it's correlation with society is, is, uh, is marginal at best, you know. The functionality is, is, is in question right now for me. What, what's the function of this? And I'm, I'm just kind of holding on to some kind of faith that The experience of, of of work and struggle, like or, or work that that work and struggle, like are maybe fundamental experiences of our lives that um, that exist with or without uh, a you know. A, a quantified measure, you know, quantified framework, like like if you had like, like let's say you had a job that's full time and you go in and, and you get paid well but it's like some, for, for whatever reason, it's like extremely easy. It's it's extremely easy to uh, just make lots of money at your job, and there's there's no stress. My question is: is the is the stress and the feeling of difficulty and work gonna show up in some other aspect in, of your life because it's in, so inherent to existing? Is that is that real? Is this part of, you know, is this part of our uh, emotional topographies, which I'm so fond of talking about? But what about people that seem to have such a um, peaceful existence? Maybe, maybe that's, maybe that's not true. Like, you know, a monk a monk 
But, you know, maybe the monk experiences this struggle internally. Maybe they experience great suffering and internal struggle in, in, in their meditations. And then, you know, the opposite, then the opposite side of that coin manifests in, at other times in, in states of great tranquility. Or if you, you know, if you experience the, if you experience the, the difficulty and the suffering in, in the context of your profession, you know, enormous feeling, enormous stress, feeling like you're failing, feeling as if you're failing at your job, questioning the function of your job, questioning the morality of your job, you know, all these things that seem to be tearing you apart inside. <clears throat> At some point, does that does the does the reward of this like show up? Like maybe maybe later you see the meaning of that work that you did that you were you're seriously questioning whether it was meaningful at all or whether it was you know immoral. Or, Or maybe, you know, like maybe the reward, the reward is just material, as in, as in uh, monetary, which is, you know, not, which is not limit, mon monetary is not limited to material, I don't think. But there's many, um, The mental and the material can interchange. Like having a savings account, having a higher number in your savings account. Which provides you a greater degree of security in that a feeling, feeling of security in that realm. Is that material or is that mental? You know, it's not entirely clear. So I have this, you know, I'm experiencing these unpleasant sensations that have to do with uncertainty.
I don't feel I don't feel quite able to I don't feel exactly able to like comfort myself just by just just from the thought of uh that this will somehow like pay off but you know and then and then there's like even this possibility coming into my mind that like what if i always feel like this you know what if i what if i feel this feeling for the rest of my life If I did feel the rest, if I did feel, you know, like this exactly for the rest of my life, life would not be worth living for sure. I don't think, I mean, unless, unless somehow, uh, unless somehow like by me experiencing this, it somehow uh, benefited, made other, other people's lives better. But, uh, you know, I don't know how exactly that would work, <clears throat> but you know, when I when I when I propose an idea like that, the idea that it could be possible that I feel like this for the rest of my life, I just I remember I have to remember um, feelings of. Of the opposite of this of well-being and it's kind of hard to bring them to mind at the moment it's kind of hard to uh, to summon in my like a like a strong memory of, of like well-being even though I I know if I know I've had it I know I've had it but like while I'm having this experience like it doesn't that feeling of well-being doesn't feel so real you know it feels like feels kind of an illusion and and because you know right now it only exists as a memory and i can also i also have memories of telling myself as if complete as if it were absolute truth that no particular state or feeling is gonna is ever permanent you know no no ever no uh no feeling is ever permanent and they and uh you know i remember this you know my whole my whole uh concept of emotional topography is like Like trying to remind myself of that and that implies that you know this at, at some point this state will reverse itself and but you know and then but then you know and then so maybe I'll feel some well-being but then you know that's gonna reverse itself and I'll feel like this again seems seems to be the unavoidable truth 
It's just that, you know, there's this question of, like... There's, you know, there's this idea that... That some people have have uh, somehow, like, objectively better lives than others. That they have a hap- that one person has a happier life than another. And that seems, that seems really, that seems really true, you know? You could be born into, um, a, a war-torn, um, poor, uh, you know, violence and oppression-stricken society. with little to no opportunities. And, uh, you know, like, you could be brought up in an upbringing where Everybody around you is unhappy or, or violent and, and mistreats you. Or you can be born into, you know, total affluence and have uh, every opportunity in the world. Or you can be and or uh, be born into a, a very loving and caring and supportive family in which, you know, feelings of... of warmth and and well-being just flow. It's like... Those are two real possibilities and and everything in between. And at the extreme, the extremes are really extreme. So it's like, what 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 do you do about that? What does, what does one do about that? It's like this inherent... This just inherent inequality in, in the, the fate that we're dealt in life. You know, is is like, is some kind of extreme utilitarianism the answer? Where, uh, everyone with everyone with more opportunities has has to you know give their their wealth and their opportunities and their benefits to those with less until it's all perfectly even. But you know, how do you how do you quantify all of that? And like, is that, is, 
can the world still function that way? And you know, like, what what is an opportunity? And like, some people are, you know, more able to take certain opportunities than other people just because of their differences. You can't have a world where everybody is exactly the same. You can't have a world where everybody like ha has exactly the same opportunities. Can or can you? Can you? Or could you could you come we could probably come closer. I think my camera is freezing again. Do not do not buy the GoPro Hero 7 Black. I was, I was talking about, uh, you know, just this, this like... This seemingly unavoidable fact of of people just by fate being born into more difficult lives than others and and just the disparity of that being so enormous Like, what do you do? Like, should I, should I give away, like, all of my money and possessions to people that don't have any? Until I also have none? Should the wealthiest people give away all of their money and position possessions until uh you know it's like totally even the world over but you know what what does that mean to be for it all to be even like why why necessarily does everybody have to have the the same amount of of money and possessions and opportunities. They're like, why? It's like, we don't necessarily all want the same thing. There's so many fact, so many other factors of life, factors of, of uh, quality of life. There's so many factors of quality of life. And you know, we we seem to, uh, it, man, it also seems true that 
you know, it, it seems true that, like, you know, the material and, like, like no, no uh, one specific factor seems to, to be, like, a, a determinant of, of happiness. Like, you know, obviously someone who seems objectively much worse off than somebody who's much well off can and sometimes is much happier than the person that's well off. So is there, is there some kind of skill There's some kind of skill or some kind of wisdom. That can lead to to more well-being. I I think so. I think so. Yeah. You know? That's why, you know, people go to therapy And they, they learn, you know, or, or you go to a meditation retreat or and you learn, uh, you learn like deep skills that help you reorient yourself, reorient yourself in reality towards more well-being. And there's, there are, you know, there are states of mind where the material factors really don't mean anything. But, you know, at the same time, some kind of material factors, like, uh, seem to support those states of mind. Like, you know, like being in a place where, like being in a place where there is a therapist, where you have access to a therapist, or being in a place where there is a meditation center that you can go to and, and it's not cost prohibitive. And having enough food to eat so that you can, you know, be able to, to, to focus on you know, developing like deep mental skills rather than just worrying about where, you know, how you're going to survive. So shouldn't, shouldn't my orientation in life 
just just uh, be one of of orientation towards spreading both like the the like just like whatever conditions there are for well-being be they material or mental it seems like yeah And it seems like it seems like like that's that's the orientation to have to 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 like that would that would like open up my identity to to like having uh more more pleasant feelings in life, you know? Not be afflicted by this, like, concern all the time. It's like, yeah, concern and care for other people, but, like, if I'm, you know, engaged in, in actualizing that care to the greatest degree possible, then I shouldn't have any worries. I shouldn't have any reason to experience any unpleasantness. It's like I have to, I, I, it's like there's no reason to do anything else. So then, you know, how do you, how do you do it? Well, maybe, maybe in some weird way, this is, maybe this is one, maybe this is one way to do it. What am I doing here? Why did I throw that rock? Was that contributing to the conditions of happiness? Did it make you happy? <clears throat> did it make me happy? It provided me some kind of like satisfaction, fleeting gratification of hearing that bloosh in the water. <sighs>
But you know, what about my own, what about my own well-being? Well, you know, yeah, like what, I don't know. There's this experience, there's this experience here. And then there's this, out of this experience comes this, this concept of all these other people in the world. And you know, in the past I've talked about, I've, I've described this experience of, this experience of, of realizing the entire world be, being created out of this con consciousness. I've realized that before. And it's, in some sense, that seems like a kind of, it sounds a little solipsistic, like, you know, I'm the only consciousness that matters because uh, it's all I can experience. And in some way that's true. And does, does that just like, does that just like lay waste to all the uh, concerns I just expressed about other people, about the, the suffering in the world? You do something, you do something mean to somebody else and you feel like shit, you know? At least for me, you know, if I'm aware that I've, I've like made somebody else's experience like crappier, usually I feel crappy about it, usually. It's like, even if, even if the other people or other beings, as, as, you know, other animals as well, you know, everything out there. Even if that is merely a content of your, of your consciousness. I mean, even if solipsism is true and, you know, you're the only conscious being. Still, those those objects of those objects of consciousness, those objects within your consciousness, have an effect. 
have an effect on your experience. And so you want to, you know, you, you, you have to, you have to engage in your own experience in a way that improves your experience. And it kind of, it kind of looks to me like that means treating people well. Damn it. We just, we have to treat people well. I don't really, I don't, I don't always want to. But you know, it's, you're not gonna get out of, you're not gonna, you're not gonna get out of life, you're not gonna get out of anything. You're not gonna get off any kind of hook. By doing, doing wrong to anybody. Because even if you don't see any uh, immediate uh, material consequence, even if you never see it in your lifetime, there's an internal consequence that you'll never avoid. You know, what's like... What are all these agitated feelings going on in me? What are they the result of? Have I been the most saintly person that I could have been in my in my life? Definitely not. But what about right now? You know? Can I be can I be the best person at I don't know at being good to other people now not the best person comparatively but like you know in in my individual specific circumstance in my position in life With the brain that I have, and the body that I have, can I orient it towards being as good as possible right now? I want to. That's, that's what I want to do. It feels like the only thing to do. It feels like the only... The only, you know, like viable option for continuing life, for just even just for my own sake. Hey, I think that's my friend Skyler. Oh wait, no, no, it isn't. No, wait, is it? Is that my friend? 
probably just somebody that looks looks like them. You know, I talk about this feeling of concern, but uh, like in this moment, the I'm not seeing my experience now is so negative. Actually, it just feels it doesn't feel it doesn't actually feel it's not exactly unpleasant. It just feels like like a a, a great potential energy. like a type of fire that could that could 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 drive me and like feeling this this strong like this very strong resolution to just to just be positively oriented in life to getting rid of my like my greedy and selfish habits all my habits that all my habits that are like seem on the surface to be like protecting myself but in fact in just in like even minor even minor ways just like making other people's experience worse or yeah you know just like or just like cons consuming resources un unnecessarily needlessly out of self-concern so many things I do out of self-concern that like I don't know what It's not always clear. It's not always clear whether, you know, certain ab ob uh, certain actions that I take are like are they are they ultimately beneficial because they are caring for this body and mind in a way that allows this body and mind to to benefit others or are they or are they uh just purely selfish that seems like not a clear question and i think it's i think a lot of actions are like that are unclear for a lot of people it seems like there's a lot of ambiguity so much ambiguity about you know what's what's helping others and what's helping what's just helping ourselves you know
you know when you start to like start to like try to logically think like what should I what do I do now you know what do I do now to like be a positive force like it's so unclear like I'm not I'm not you know supporting a family so it's like I could you know I could spend the rest of my life I could you know I could volunteer until I have no more means of survival or something like that and then just see what happens you know but then like if somebody is supporting a family then like you know you're not just going to quit your job and and uh and and deprive your family of the benefits of that money But what if you have this job where it doesn't feel like the job is helping anybody but maybe because of your family that at that maybe because of your family that inserts the meaning into your job or 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 you have a a job that doesn't seem in itself meaningful but then you have something outside of that that it supports some kind of other cause outside of that self something that you do that the job supports that is is inserts the meaning but can't we is why can't we just only do meaningful things you know why can't we just be experiencing meaning all the time well like the beginning of this video i felt really meaningless to me now it now it feels like we're maybe getting getting towards the edge of meaning or starting to like starting to dig into what meaning might be but before this I had to go through this like period of of kind of intense meaninglessness is the me you know is the meaninglessness inescapable When, you know, and then when we start to quantify, not quantify, but like, when we start to like, parse out what doing good means, and start to, you know, logically investigate what, what that means, it's, like, it often seems, you know, that ambi ambiguity creeps in, and you see how unendingly complex that notion of good is. And it's, it seems to, it seems to, it seems to veer off into meaninglessness again. You know, when you think about, you know, like, how uncertain the future of the human race is. You know, do we want, do we want more people on the earth or do we want less people on the earth because it's overpopulated or or we just 
have the same amount of people on Earth, and then and and try to focus on making the ones that are here more happy. Do we do we try to quantify total happiness? You know, like. <clears throat> Like, what if you have this option, you know, let's say you're living on an island and you have the option of having 50 people who are extremely happy because those 50 people share an abundance of resources or you could, or you could have, you know, say you have 50 people, let's say, let's say you, to make this math simpler, math simpler, let's say you have 100 people living on an island that are all 100% happy. They're as happy as they could possibly be in this utopia. And one of them happens to be a utilitarianist and, and she says, um, you know, happiness is like the one, you know, the only meaningful value and therefore and we are so happy but, you know, we should create more people because more people means more happiness and then so they start reproducing very rapidly until they have a thousand people but, you know, because of the limited resources on the island, you know, every, every, it's a little bit, cr it's kind of crowded now. Um, you know, people people have to like sh share more and, you know, a little bit more conflict comes up and, uh, you know, people don't have, you know, not everybody has the same material abundance that they did when there was just a hundred people. So now like, there's a thousand people who are only, uh, let's let's say, forty percent happy, or or thirty percent happy. So if you do the math, still, there is more aggregate happiness in those thousand people. But then, you still have a thousand people that are mostly unhappy. They're seventy percent unhappy if they're thirty percent happy. So you have more unhappiness. So which is better? I don't know. It's a it's a logical it's a logical game. And it seems to always lead into oblivion. Or just like murkiness. And you know, we haven't even we haven't even like touched on the question of like what happiness actually consists of. What actually is a happy life? 
You know, and there's the question of like happiness versus meaning. What's a meaningful life? Is a meaningful life better than a happy life? Even if it has a lot more suffering? Or is that suffering not true? Is the suffering not true suffering if it is in the service of meaning? I, I tend to think that. It might be pain. Maybe there's more pain in a meaningful life, but it's not the same as suffering to, to like a, a deeper sense of suffering. I don't know, man. Like, a, like, what's a meaningless life? It seems like a, a life of pleasure. A life of pleasure. Of, of hedonistic pleasure, unconcerned with the rest of the world. Un, only, only concerned with the pleasure of the senses. Seems like a meaningless life. But, you know, that's not even a pleasure, a fully pleasurable life isn't even possible, you know? The pleasurable things lose their power after you experience the pleasure, you know? You eat a piece of chocolate and it's pleasurable at first and then you're like, hmm, pleasure, give me some more pleasure. You eat some more and it's like a little bit less pleasurable and then you eat the whole bar and then you're feeling wired and jittery and like super anxious and, and very unpleasant. And then, you know, the more pleasure you have, like, your, your body gets really unhealthy and your mind gets really unhealthy and then you, su and then you suffer and then you're miserable and, and, there's, and there's no pleasure. And you have the opposite of pleasure. So even if you even if you go for a pleasurable life it's there's still lots of suffering in there. But for me for me sometimes in the like in the in the anhedonia moments of life I, I really can, I really sometimes see the meaninglessness, you know, when I, when I recognize, when I recognize that I have a certain kind of like karmic debt, my body feels tense and my mind feels cloudy and afflicted by self-concerns and, um, uh, you know, clouded by terrible, repetitive thoughts. I recognize, I recognize that I need to go through some period of detox. And, you know, so I, so then I like eat a lot healthier and eat a lot and, you know, 
Don't eat any chocolate. Just eat salads and, and soups and stuff. And exercise and meditate and, and uh, you know, avoid media consumption and, you know, all the, uh, all the things. And then I experience this, while I'm doing that, I have to experience this kind of painful detox, you know, when you like, if like the other day you ate a bunch of chocolate cake and now today you have like a huge headache and you're feeling tired and energyless. It's because you're going through this detox thing. And then, and then you kind of, you experience the downside of life. The unpleasant side of life. And you have to experience it fully in order to get down there to a baseline where you're not so uncomfortable anymore. Where you're feeling okay about, where you're feeling like okay without pleasure. Where you have this greater possibility of, of, of living with meaning. But you know, in in the in that detox period, you might experience a certain kind of meaninglessness. But namely, it's it might be it might be just the meaninglessness of the pleasure. Actually, you're like, well, where did that get me? It got me here, where I feel like shit. You know, or you have a hangover from drinking. You know, I feel, I feel fortunate enough that I, I don't have that demon in my life. Like alcohol or drugs. You know, I feel, I feel zero zero temptation to you know uh, uh yeah almost zero almost zero temptation to like derive any pleasure from from drugs or alcohol except occasionally chocolate because that's like a drug to me And you know there was there was a time in my life where I I did drink alcohol sometimes uh you know to the point of getting drunk I wouldn't say I was I I wouldn't say I was ever an alcoholic by any means but uh you know there were times where when I've gotten very drunk a long time ago very long time ago and I was I was like much younger 
and then you know experience the hangover and the fogginess but it was just like uh, the yeah the like the kind of like the fact that it you know never adds up to be a net positive um, and in many cases appears to be a net negative you know because not only do you have the hangover you you also like it's it neg it, like over the long run it it affects your health negatively <clears throat> and I would observe other people and just it seemed like it seemed like their minds weren't as sharp you know it seemed like they were just kind of dull from from doing a lot of drugs or, or drinking from like any kind of pleasure it like dulls you you know like watching too much TV watching too much YouTube other than walking talking of course because this is not pleasurable except for when I throw a rock into the water and so like you know that it just became so clear to me uh, that eventually it just became internal like the the uh You know, the, the like, um, the, the like non desire to, to do drugs and, or drink, like, just became internalized in me. To where I just don't feel the desire. And you know, if I want to, if I want to draw, if I want to draw some large narratives about my life, <clears throat> I would include, I would include that as one of the factors leading towards a more meaningful life. Is not doing drugs and not drinking. Doesn't mean everybody's gonna have that same interpretation. You know, drinking like it socially, you know, maybe that's, uh, that could that could be part of another person's uh, meaningful life. Social connection, social bonds. But you know, I, I, I would say that the social bond is the important part, not, not the drinking.
feel energized. You know, it's like these, uh, these feelings of, of consternation and lostness and, and like just concern. They've, con- they've, they've, they've transmogrified a little bit. They've transformed a little bit. And it's something that's, you know, not uh, not blissful or euphoric in it by any means. But that does feel, um, that does feel en- engaged in this world. That, you know, I could say feels meaning. Question, the question of whether whether there's any suffering present that's an, that's an interest, interesting question because I feel like uh, like I feel a kind of energy in me that feels you know uh, physical like I feel you know Like at any moment I could like burst into a run and like jump around on these rocks. And I feel a kind of, I guess I feel a relative mental acuity. You know, compared to the beginning of the video. I feel some structure um, taking shape in my thoughts. I, f- I feel my thoughts adopting a structure. And that feels kind of like as if, as if in this moment, yeah, like. As if in this moment, this process is, is, is structuring my mind. And... Is, is kind of lending, lending a certain coherency to my life. That I... I, I uh, You know, at, at other moments, at some other moments, don't quite have full access to. For instance, like, 
right before the right before I started making this video. And this video is, uh, you know, apparently very important to me. This activity. appears to be an important component of creating meaning in my life. You know, and this, this, uh, there have been a few big questions brought up here. You know, having, having kind of recognized this absolute imperative to orient my life towards making the lives of other others better to, to improving the experience of others so what's the best way to go about that you know we, we want to do it the best way possible is this is this just gonna end up me being like a, a rationalization for for walking and talking it seems like what, what we tend to do in life is uh, we create narratives that, that uh, lend meaning to what we're already doing. Uh, but that viewed from another angle is, is like the fact that we we also can observe the meaninglessness behind everything. Meaningless beneath everything. And therefore, sometimes it occurs to us that there's, there's not a, there's not like a, a specific, there, there might not be like a, a specific tangible thing like outside of, that's like other than what we're doing that's more meaningful. Maybe there is, you know, you know, maybe your job is like punching babies and then uh, you see, you see, uh, you know, a, a, a job listing for uh, a job that's like um, caring for babies instead of punching babies. And then you're like, oh, well, that's a no-brainer. That's a more meaningful job, so I'll, I'll do that, you know. 
and some you know there's there's many of these options that are just so obvious that they don't even occur to us as options like you you are nice to your friends instead of mean to your friends and it's just like obvious you're care for your family instead of treating them like crap although uh, you know that would seem to be obvious but uh, it's it seems that seems to people seem to go against that much more often than we would like Check that baby out. The land of cool rocks. Damn. This is a this is a treasure trove of cool rocks. Just every single one is amazing. Objectively amazing subjectively amazing. Every single rock here is subjectively amazing. So it's like, you know, in in the questions that are obvious, they don't even appear as, as questions, you know. Uh, just common common courtesy to people. I see, I see, I see most people doing that. You know, holding the door for somebody. Letting somebody in in, in traffic. Letting somebody into the lane. Picking something up for somebody. You know, and or just like interpersonally, um... Like just, you know, pleasant uh, chit-chat, you know? Say, hey, how's it going? How are you? You know, like little things like that. Um, just being nice. And then, and then, like, there's these other other situations that get uh, much more um, difficult to know what's the best thing to do. Like, if you see somebody doing something that you think is is like ultimately hurting them, and it's like kind of. It's like either either a habit of theirs or or like it's so ingrained that it seems like part of their personality or something but like it's it's it might be destructive to them and or others But if you're if you're going to intervene in it it's going to cause them some unpleasantness it's going to lead to some conflict. 
and then you know the question becomes like you know who who's like what agency do you have to determine that like when do we get to decide that uh what somebody's doing is is not in fact acceptable and and that you know other people can and should intervene and then what's the best way to intervene is it is it punishment or or is it like and something something more compassionate or what are the what are the skillful means you know and it's like uh you know that can be a that probably arises in most of our lives in an interpersonal level and then it arises in a, like a global level with like national and international conflicts. If we, you know, if we observe another group of people doing harm at what point, you know, at what point is, is it like, do we like chalk it up to um, cultural relativity and at what point do we say enough is enough and we're going to intervene forcefully? You know, I don't know. These are these are all kind of rhetorical questions right now. The real question is like, you know, what do what do I do right now? I'm like, here's here's me with this experience, you know, and I'm I'm saying me. Is that a snake or just a stick? I think it's just a stick in the water. Yeah, it's just a stick. It kind of looks like a snake. You'll notice I actually said hello to the IRL person. I'm following my own 
advice of being nice or as usually I, I just ignore the IRL person in uh, in the service of maintaining my attention to you because you outnumber the IRL people You're you're also IRL. You're you're in your real life too. How did I, how did I end up over here? Oh, that's right, I went up to there. I have to remember how to get back. Yeah, so, you know, we're on this question of, like, how do you, how do you go about you know, doing, doing the most good in the world? You know, like, obviously, um, there's no one simple answer that fits everybody. Because, you know, absolutely everybody is in a, a un different, unique position. With a different relation, uh, you know, a different place in the world, a different relation to the world, a different set of abilities and experiences so the answer is different for everyone well I mean what if what if what what if what one was doing was uh, to somehow um, encourage other people to have this orientation. Encourage other people to <clears throat> lead a meaningful life. This is, this is me here rationalizing, walking and talking rationalizing you know this experience now that I'm having <clears throat> as and you know trying to create some meaning out of it by like imagining that 
maybe I'm encouraging you to live a meaningful life. To not be controlled by pleasures of the senses to to confront your own mind and confront its unproductive habits and for doing that I recommend some form of rigorous structure. Limit your activity for a, a period. For maybe, you know, maybe it's only a short period at first. Spend a, spend a short period doing nothing. And absolutely nothing. And you will not be able to es escape your own mind, and you have to—you'll have to confront front it. And by yeah, by limiting the stimulus to your mind for a period, <clears throat> you'll be able—you'll—you'll—you won't be able to avoid observing your mind. And you spend enough time doing this, and you'll kind of get to observe deeper levels of your mind. Uh, you'll observe it um, you'll you'll gain a higher perspective uh, on the functioning of your own mind and you'll be able to 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 see you know what its tendencies and habits are and that's you know the, the first step in being able to reorient your own mind, you, you know, train your mind towards letting go of, of these unproductive, unproductive habits and uh, limiting narratives. letting go of pleasure seeking at least that's you know at least that's my judgment the more successful I've been able to let go of pleasure seeking in my life that the the, the, uh, the more meaning I've felt And, you know, I would say the more happiness, too. Yeah. Definitely. Like, the more... A more, like, a... A much sturdier baseline level of happiness.
And then you can be, and then, you know, you can be, and when you have that, when you have this much, when you have this sturdier baseline level of happiness, you can help other people a lot better. You can be like a pillar of support and it doesn't, it's not like a burden on you. You're like rooted in the ground because you're rooted in the ground. You can, you can support other people easily and it just becomes like your nature. But not, you know, not in a... Not in an overly... um, Paternalistic way... Of supporting somebody. But, you know... Helping them learn how to support themselves. I guess if it's like, uh, you know, everybody has their unique situation in life and their unique abilities. You know, the way that the the exterior manifestation of living a meaningful life is going to differ for every person, of course. But every person also shares a fundamental same experience of being a person and even more fundamental than that, the you know, just the experience of consciousness of you know, being conscious. So from that, maybe, maybe for me, like dealing, dealing with, dealing as directly as possible with, you know, the nature of consciousness 
feels like the thing that's the most that's applicable to all people. But of course, you know, the way of communicating that it's probably not going to be this the same for all people. So is, is what I'm doing now meaningful? That one wasn't very good. It wasn't high enough of an arc. That was a lot better. What good did that do? I'll tell you what good it did. It uh, it provided a little a little bit of uh, stimulation, a little bit of variety in the talking, a little bit of a a little bit of a break from the monotony of me talking. You know, just a little bloosh. There's like. In the con in in the context of this video, it's like uh, music to your ears, and so it might you know be able to to uh, snap your attention back here, or just like refresh things. Look at this slice of wood. What a nice dinner plate. Maybe I'm faltering because maybe I'm faltering because now I'm having this experience of feeling narcissistic with this with this camera pointed at me. Maybe I've been too confident in my in my rant. I don't know. I don't see anything wrong with it yet. 
I zoned out for a moment. What does that mean? I guess my mind went off somewhere else. But it's felt like, it feels like the time has been flying by. I've been restarting the camera every 15 minutes and it, it seems like before I know it, another 15 minute has gone by. What are we doing now, you know? Where's our meaning now? I feel momentarily meaningless again, but as we saw in the beginning of the video, that experience eventually led to what we could call meaning. Do you see the two geese? But certainly, you know, what's meaningful for me, you know, what action is going to be meaningful for me is not going to be the solution for everybody. What's going to be meaningful for you, like, depends on all the circumstances of your life. How are you going to engage in your life right now in a way that makes life better for other people and, and therefore improves your own experience? lightens your burden of being, you know? Go to bed at night knowing that you helped somebody.
But you know, maybe your maybe your circumstance isn't to like, uh, you know, directly help somebody in a practical way. Uh, you know, every day, like, because what if you know? What if what you were doing was was engaging in in total solitude? The solitude is temporarily means temporarily withdrawing from society. Ideally, with the goal of conquering your own demons. You know, ob- observing your mind, like I was talking, and you know, seeing its habits, seeing its unproductive things, seeing the ha- the hang-ups that limit you from being the best person that you are. So that the result of that solitude is becoming a better person. More oriented at the deepest level. Towards being a positive force in the world. You know, not to like, not, it's not for like making you more successful by any quantitative measure. You know, it could be that being successful is a component of being positively oriented in the world. Many times it is. Often it is. But it, it doesn't have to be. You know, being a success, successful terrorist... isn't helping anybody. Or being a a successful but corrupt business person. Or being a successful but corrupt politician or, or anything for that matter. You know, 
successful but exploitative. Now you got to be successful at bringing it, bringing about net positive impact. You know, you could you could start with just stop doing bad stuff. In whatever way, you know, you see, like you know, whatever way is is that means to you in an honest way. Be honest with yourself. Be deeply honest with yourself. So it's like not necessarily that you have to go to bed feeling like, uh, you know, I, um, I did somebody a huge favor today or something. But it could be going to bed being like, I discovered something about myself today that will have an, will will play a role in reorienting my life in a better direction.
And you don't just have to wait for those discoveries. You can do things to create the conditions for them. Like what I was talking about, about limiting your activity. Putting a structure over yourself. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to do something for longer than you've done it before or to do it faster or better than you've done it before. And you'll you will come up against whatever mental hang-ups are there or at least you'll come you you may encounter some of the mental hang-ups or you challenge yourself challenge yourself to 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 stop doing a bad habit You know, if you have an addictive behavior, challenge yourself to not, to, to stop it, to quit the addiction. And in that process, you're going to run up into a lot of pain and you're going to see the ugly parts of yourself and it's going to hurt and you're going to, you're not going to, you're going to see yourself in a not very kind light. But do it and stick with it and know that by, by looking at yourself in that unkind light, looking at the, the negative aspects of yourself, the negative behaviors and tendencies and patterns and habits, That's, that's, you know, the first and most important step to, towards changing them. You know, it's like the addictions, the addictions to, to pleasure and whatever distraction, it's, the addictions are, are there as a distraction there, you know, it's it's an attempt, a futile attempt, really, to avoid seeing the unpleasant aspects of yourself and the unpleasant and the unpleasant aspects of life, the difficult aspects of life. Anytime you have an addiction, there's, there's something unpleasant that it's covering up and if you quit that addiction, you'll see that unpleasantness and you'll, if, you're, if you are successful in, in quitting, then you'll be forced to find uh, a, a much more uh, adaptive way of dealing with that unpleasantness.
maybe a way that that actually eradicates the root of it. You know, what's what's the the addiction if it's not a substance? Is it food? Well, food's kind of a substance. That's the main. That's the main one for me. My addictive behaviors are are usually like food uh, or the internet. And maybe you're a little. Maybe you're a little bit similar to me. Are you addicted to walking and talking? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it, maybe walking and talking, you know, for some people, it might be a positive thing in their life. And some people, if you're like, if you're like at a stage where uh, you, you know, are, are fully capable of actualizing yourself. You know, without, without uh, any YouTube videos, then maybe, maybe it is time to, to quit walking and talking, quit watching walking and talking. But, you know, maybe this is, maybe this is something that's, that is actually valuable for and maybe it's something that's not really addictive because I, I don't th I don't think this type of video has much addictive about it you know it's not like stimulating or gratifying at all really it, well, it might be, it could, it could be intellectually stimulating in some certain sense. But only up to a certain point, I think. Four hours is a long time. But you know, I like, I'm happy to, to put these up on YouTube. Which for me is like the hub of the addictive internet. Well, YouTube and Facebook. But you know, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm being maybe a little bit too moralistic. Because certainly there's also 
meaning to be found on the internet, on YouTube and Facebook. There's, you know, there's plenty of, plenty of wisdom and knowledge to be gained there. But, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta watch your own orientation towards it. But, you know, the whole thing about addiction is like, that's, that's a little ambiguous too, because, you know, it's like, like I say, I'm, you know, have addictive tendencies towards food. Well, ultimately, everybody's addicted to food because you need it to live. And, you know, information. We need, we need information to live, too. We need at least some amount of information. And quite often, information could be something that helps us thrive. You know what has happened in this video? I started off feeling a lot, feeling a lot of doubt and uncertainty as, as to if there was a goal and what that would goal would be in terms of the, the quality of thought and the quality of talking. Um, and the, you know, quality of mind experienced. And I just kind of, I, it was like I continued forward experiencing those, with those concerns, just, you know, those concerns stayed with me until, uh, until they, the concerns kind of transformed just into like a kind of energy, or it was like uh, the concerns. Like I, I, then I, then I recognized the the meaning and the value of those concerns, and they, and they took took shape in my mind that revealed meaning to me. Like the meaningless and the meaning and the meaninglessness being two sides of the same thing. A common occurrence in walking and talking that we realize that two things that seem separate are two sides of the same thing.
you know, and then <clears throat> that energy propelled me for quite a while. in this feeling of meaning and then and then I moved around physically some and there were some times when when I, I seemed to to lose my focus a little bit after that you know, uh, I, it seemed as if I had like kind of like lost the momentum of that train of thought and started to experience, you know, the, the questioning again. And so now I'm, I'm trying to see, see what's going on now. As in, I don't feel absorbed in any particular train of thought at the moment. Although, I, I appear to be following something. Has it come time to exert effort again? <clears throat> what, you know, what is... What is the effort? Sometimes it seems like you can feel yourself exerting it and it feels hard and... Sometimes it, uh, sometimes it seems like you're doing a lot of work but it's just kind of happening. But you know, maybe there's uh, maybe there's there's questions that have been opened up in this video that that haven't been addressed yet. Let's try and think back. I mean, <clears throat> there's the question of you know just how how do we go about living a meaningful life? How do we go about uh, realizing? Um, this orientation towards doing good in the world. And, and we talked about how, what that, how that manifests is, is different for every single person. But it's like, what, you know? So for me in this experience, what could I do? 
And I guess I had talked about that some in, in that You know, like, maybe, maybe in some way I can, uh, in this video, create conditions or, or, or do some kind of pointing that would help or encourage you To, to understand your mind better and understand consciousness better or 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 to have a a, a greater perspective on it but when I say that it sounds a little bit uh, it sounds a little bit like an additive model. Whereas I don't feel like I'm trying to add something <clears throat> to your mind. So much as I would say, I, I would like to, you know, widen your perspective, but like, you know, not in the, not in the like, not in any intellectual sense of, of like, oh, I never thought about it that way. I guess that's okay, but that's not really, that's not really my goal. as much as it's it's more to like um to actually actually experience a state of mind that is unusual But I have to remember that I don't I don't think I can really trigger that state of mind without actually without being in it myself. You know? I can't be existing in conventional logical state of mind. And, and and be able to bring about um, a higher state of mind. And by higher, I mean like encompasses the conventional mind plus more.
So I could say, you know, the goal is also to, to like, ex to, to experience that state of mind myself. Which is kind of like a tricky thing to try to do. Because the, the trying, it's, it's a... Uh, should be something without trying, I guess. To experience without trying. But I'm, I guess I'm trying right now. What am I, what am I trying for? Or am I, am I actually just, am I actually just missing it? Or is it here already? I think it's here already. Am I just, am I just thinking about something? Am I just, uh, am I, am I convincing myself? Am I just convincing myself that I'm in a, that I have access to some post-conventional awareness? Is this just a narrative that I'm telling myself? Let's just, you know, let's just keep uh, being totally honest about the experience, you know? Let's be totally honest about this experience right now. Let's not delude ourselves. There's no reason. There's no reason to convince ourselves that we're having any kind of special experience. There's no, there's no reason, uh, there's no reason to, to even, to, th to be, be thinking about getting to a, a better state of mind. Is there? Maybe there could be. I guess I'm just... Like now I'm just kind of paying a little bit uh, closer attention to to my, my sense perceptions in, in a more acute way, in a, a narrower slice of time. 
I can notice that like at this moment there's there's not much tension in my body. Well especially especially and then and I, I kind of felt an urge to straighten out my back. My brows unfurrowed. I feel, I feel relatively comfortable. I'm not like, ex I'm not experiencing like a limitation to my experience exactly. What does that mean? Like thinking, thinking doesn't feel like an encumbered, painful process. Neither does talking. I just, uh, there's, there's actually not much remarkable about this experience. But, you know, just as I said those words, and I, I just, you know, briefly contemplated The idea of this experience being unremarkable, just totally normal. And then I got just a, a, a short glimpse of feeling kind of astounded by it, this experience or just amazed amazed at the normalness of this um, or or I mean being being amazed at the the possibility of being totally fine with a totally normal experience that is being able to just experience this this moment that doesn't you know have anything spectacular about it per se but without you know having the experience of not not really wanting not really wanting this to be different You know, I, and and that's kind of amazing. But you know, maybe I like, as I say that, like, you know, like not really wanting this to be different. Like, maybe I, I think I, as I said that there, there were some things that like 
some thoughts that came to my mind as as potential objects of desire. So I'm just kind of like investigating those objects of desire. And, and like, kind of like making all the connections in my mind of of like what, what the, the full, you know, actuality of those, those objects, you know, entails. And realizing it's not some net positive in my life. You know, like a piece of chocolate. That'd be really nice, you know, that'd be really good right now. But like, you know, having having vast amounts of experience with chocolate, uh, I've gotten I've 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 gotten pretty attuned to like its effects on my body, you know, both immediately and then like a little later. And then like, and then, you know, the, with the, the, the slight, you know, withdrawal of that. With the, the, the mild chocolate withdrawal symptoms. And it kind of like I can I can recognize I can recognize that about everything that I could desire you know if you really if you really think about the full experience surrounding something that you desire you're going to to notice the painful aspect of it And so in this moment, I, I feel, you know, I feel just like fine with experience, with this experience. And that's like, that's both, it's both unremarkable and astounding. It's like, uh, you know, it's like just okay but it's also kind of amazing. It's like, it's, it's a true wonder to be able to, to feel, you know, really like, um, To be able to, you know, experience on, on like a, 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 this, this like, 
bodily level um, acceptance of of any you know moment Like okayness is 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 really amazing. But because you know, even even in uh, even even when we if we we talk about um, experiences being like being amazing and being wonderful and and. and you know, remarkable and, and, and joyful and like, you know, like totally like standing out in reality. Like there's, there's actually, there's actually the opposite contained within that. Like the the amazingness of one experience, like in your mind, like is is one side of a duality. And when you create amazing, like you know, when you create remarkableness, when you create specialness in your mind, attached to to any particular experience you also create you know the boringness and mundanity and undesirability of of the contrasting experiences of the other experiences that are not that special but those are nonetheless experiences that you can't avoid in life I'm not saying like then I'm not saying that the duality is a bad thing you know it's just a different it's a different topography that you know it it does even out it balances out and so it's fine But I feel like when your perspective is, when your perspective is broad enough and, and just, and, and wide, you know, high enough, um, it's like that topography evens out before it even presents itself. You know, it just, it doesn't manifest as a jagged topography. It's, it stays flatter. But then you're able to actually, you know, you're able to actually see reality more clearly that way.
you see more of reality that way. Like when when you're in, um, if you're in a jagged landscape, you can't see over the mountain necessarily. Unless maybe you're on the top of the mountain. I guess you. I guess you know. I guess if you're on the absolute top of the mountain, if you're on the top of the highest mountain, then you can see pretty far. Hey. You can't see everything. You can't see like, you know what you can't see is like the far side of the other mountains. Those are hidden from view. Or if you're on a, you know, if you're on a flat plane, you can see, you can see everything in all directions. I think that's like I think that's the where the key advantage is of of not um, of not taking the various dualities that our minds create as as realities. You know meaning and meaninglessness. Just, you know, take anything that appears meaningful to you and investigate it thoroughly and, and, and deeply and for a long time and uh, see where you arrive. And conversely, take something that seems meaningless totally meaningless to you and and investigate it very thoroughly and see where you arrive but you know like that's from a certain perspective. And then there's these, there's from, from other perspectives that are, are also like just as valid. Uh, it's like the dualities are, are real and important, you know? Good, good and bad are real values from other perspectives that, that come into our lives, you know? They, they may be, relative perspectives.
but the, you know those are really real sometimes like if I'm if I'm like really hungry uh, then having something to eat is going to be good in a very real sense. Or if I'm very lonely, then like having a friend to hang out with is going to be good in a real sense. Oh, I don't know. Maybe in some ultimate sense not. Maybe, maybe if I'm lonely and I don't have anyone to hang out, maybe I'll eventually, you know, <clears throat> achieve some kind of enlightened state where <clears throat> I no longer experience loneliness. Something like that. The hunger thing, that's harder. That's harder to say. That, like, it's harder, harder to say that starving to death is okay. But like to be okay with that, uh, you know, you have to be really ultimately, ultimately merged with the grand self so thoroughly that uh, the bodily self is of no importance to you. And, uh, I don't know when that realistically happens, you know. Does it even, does it happen realistically? Getting, getting lazy here. Lazy with my talking. I'm not talking enough. I'm gonna say. You know what? Where's like I, I'm judging kind of the some of the previous statements as as being. Just a, a little bit like, a little bit like whimsical and, and, and scattered and not, not cutting very deeply into, into my own uh, psyche. Where's the real work to be done here in this moment, you know? Why I'm, I don't want to be coasting. I don't want to be lagging.
I, you know, I always have this feeling that at every any given moment, there's a there's an appropriate type of there's an appropriate thing to do. But what is it now? In the physical sense, it's to put on another layer. You know, this is, this is again, where's the meaning? But you know, we just, we just talked about that being a, a duality. So now it's like, what's the point in seeking meaning? Isn't it equally fine to seek meaninglessness, meaninglessness? I think either one is is fine just just so long as I'm like uh, you know really up against it like you know really 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 pressed up against life really digging into it really digging into it and like and really experiencing the either meaninglessness or meaning meaningfulness or some weird non-duality thereof you know not just not just uh, lazily skimming the surface of life what how do I, but how do I do that? How do I dig in? Am I doing it now? Is this part of it? This questioning? You know, you can hear in my voice uh, this, this sense of concern rising. And that seems to be, you know, at least previously in the video, uh, that seemed to be associated with, with, you know, digging in to this process of life. But what now? What are we doing, you know? What are we what are we going for? What are we trying at? What's the direction? Are we, are we messing up? Are we messing up by looking for something? Or are we like, are we somehow, are we somehow so aware that there's nothing to look for and, and like so aware of that meaninglessness that like, that we can go ahead and, and 
and look for something just for fun. Is that what we're doing? Are we, are we, are we posing a question, you know, just for fun because it doesn't matter and we're aware on that on aware of that on some level are you following me am i following me i'm not even sure you know what are we asking about? Is this, this is just kind of like a, the most generalized state of questioning. It's like, it's a, a question not about anything in particular. It's just like, question. It's, it's like the, it's like the state of questioning, uh, you know, without, any specifics it's just like like the one grand question the ultimate question you don't you know you you don't put any words to it except these ones What's, what is the question? I don't know, but that this seems to be the answer. Where's, what happened, what happened to my sense of acceptance? Is it still here? Am I accepting this? Why am I speaking in such a concerned tone? You know, is it because I ultimately understand the, the total, like, uh, endlessness of the, you know, grand question? The, the ultimate, uh, you know, instability of, of reality? And so I'm just kind of like, you know, half, kind of like half seriously adopting uh, th this like uh, appearance of concern while, you know, actually having a, another level of awareness that's just kind of like not serious about th this feeling of concern. 
and it's just kind of like continuing it out of like for fun am I just doing this for fun like I, it's like I'm just doing it you know I'm, I'm just talking in a concerned manner it's like because I don't see any there's no reason to stop you know it's just something that I'm doing just just you know speaking in this tone of voice that's all I'm doing and seems to be belong like allowing my 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 body and mind to take on a certain emotion while not not actually feeling serious at all about that emotion almost feeling like uh, humorous about it feeling a humorous detachment from the emotion that I'm expressing You know, on the outside appearing um, to have a drive and momentum and objective or direction or agency and and concern. But inside, you know, just kind of inside, just kind of abiding in a, in, a, in a grand, like, just kind of inside, just abiding, abiding rather comfortably in the emptiness. Just, and just like, you know, just kicking back internally just enjoying the emptiness within this exterior shell of like consternation and 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 almost borderline frustration uh, sounding like like negative and concerned and but like all the time just kind of uh, laughing at this inside look at this rock
You know, we've gone into, we've gone, we've, we've veered into, we've veered into humorous detachment, humorous lightheartedness here. I didn't even see that coming. I didn't expect it. I was totally fine with being, uh, with being like serious for the whole video. It's not, we're not, it's not not serious. Because we're seriously, humorously detached. A group of people just yelled briefly. You know, and then, you know, the, the problem with the humorous detachment is then, then I start to slip. I start to get a little bit too loosey-goosey. There's a purple rock. See what I mean? I get too loosey-goosey. And then maybe, maybe I start to get too indulgent or I, I lose focus. And then, uh, You know, and then this happens, you know, long pauses uh, where it's like the, there seems to be a break in content or a, a reduction in the, in the richness of the content. This looks like a piece of ceramic. Like we just stare at this section of ground for a long time and find all sorts of interest. But you know, who cares about interest? You know? Who cares about interesting things? You know, it's just like that state of being interested. It's like that'll just that could just go on forever. You know? That's fine. That's fine. Be interested.
be interested in whatever. What's you know and and you know now I'm now I have this like uh, lackadaisical whatever type of attitude, which seems absolutely antithetical to you know whatever trip I was on earlier in this video. You know, meaning, you know, finding meaning. It's like, it's, it's as if now I'm like resting. I'm resting from searching for meaning. Like I don't care about meaning. That's that's not true. That's not true. I care about I care about your experience. I want it to be the best possible. Just like I want my own experience to be the best possible. I can't complain about this experience, really. I feel I feel I do feel a lot more content than right now than I think I do in, in most times in my life Yeah, and then, then my like, then my mind wandered. My mind wandered to all uh, memories that seemed desire of things that seemed desirable, and then like asking if I felt content. But uh, it's kind of a moot point, actually, to like. Um, think about all these past things and like whether I was content or not it's kind of a moot point because like here I am it's like contentment contentment really can only exist now I don't know maybe you can In another sense, that's not even true. You can struggle now and feel the contentment later. Doesn't matter. Be content or struggle. Either one. I'm, I'm laying down on the job. So it's like I'm struggling less because I'm laying down. You know, I'm not doing the physical exertion of walking, mild physical exertion. And so then I just have the other 
other struggle I have the other like more existential struggle of like where's my struggle you know where's my struggle in life that grants meaning to my life well here it is it's right here the struggle is even present in the lack of struggle You know, question runs through my mind and then I realize that the uh, absurdness of that question, like, like, is this work? Why does, why does that matter? As long, you know, am I doing work as long as I'm not content? You know, now I'm not content. I'm not content right now. Or am I? I can't tell. I can't tell. What, what is even contentment, you know? Like, you know it's not going to even last. You know it's dependent on struggle. Even if you're feeling content, like you, you're like, well, I feel content at the moment. Like that means there's going to be struggle ahead. Or that there was an intense struggle behind. It's always true. Don't even, you know, I'm not going to let anybody tell me otherwise. I know about these things. I don't know. Is there perfect contentment? Is there is there perfect contentment? Is that like when you uh, is that like when you reach that state of of like uh, you know like uh, ceaselessly 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 and selflessly helping the world? That's what it would have to be. And what's walking and talking? What is this like? Uh, how come there's all these different experiences within it? How come so many different states of mind? How come so many different emotions? 
such topographies all within all within a four-hour video all bound together If this isn't if this isn't contentment, then does it mean that I'm that I'm I'm working towards it? If you're not content and you're struggling Does this is 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 does struggle always lead toward contentment? You know people talk about struggling wisely or unwisely but like what's you know what's unwisely it's like maybe you get maybe you get little maybe it means just means you get little more temporary temporary contentments like you're a struggling alcoholic but you know you get some contentment when you're when you're blasted and then your life falls to shit when it when you're not Or maybe, you know, or maybe you're an upstanding member of society. And it's just like the, the contentment and the struggle are just more integrated within each other because you, you, you're hardworking and responsible. And so you keep, you know, you keep working in a, a responsible way and so it's like you're never totally like resting but you're 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 at least you are being you know you're working in accord with uh a, you know strong morality strong moral foundation and so there's this merger of, you know, struggle and contentment and, 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 you know. Maybe that's, maybe that's somewhere, maybe walking, talking falls somewhere in the lines of that kind of type of merging of struggle and contentment. The, you know, again, two sides of the same coin, maybe.
we're close to the end of our struggle today and close to the end of our contentment I'm sorry to say maybe not as long as you keep struggling you'll stay content As long, yeah, as long as your life is difficult, as long as your life is difficult, you'll be fine. Just don't ever let your life not be difficult. It's not like you could it's not like you could do that anyways, beyond for a moment. Where uh, am I going? I think I have to go that way. But like, I'm trying to like, not make these uh, women think that I'm following them. So, you know, here we are. close to the end of walking and talking. <clears throat> Having traveled a, a, a great journey through meaning and meaninglessness. Struggle and contentment, seriousness, and detachment. Where, where are we? Where have we gotten? Well, we're, we've gotten to the same place we've always been at. We're just here. Here and now. You did it. You did, you did all of the things necessary to get yourself here and now, and that's amazing. Think of all the struggle that you've had in your life. Or, or don't. Or don't think of it.
there's more flowers. Narcissus flowers. They're just they're they're like us, always looking at ourselves. But you know, I I like to think of them actually as looking at the ground, and that's that's maybe that's maybe more appropriate to what we're doing here and walking and talking. Look, looking at the ground of our being. Looking at the ground of, of reality and how we're just kind of growing out of it. We're just extensions of, we're just little bumps, we're just little bumps in the ground of being. Thank you for being my companion. If you ever want to uh, interact in a way that I can uh, see and hear you at the same time that you can see and hear me or uh, at least a digital representation of each other mediated via Skype or uh, Google Hangouts or whatever something like that you can do that via my Patreon page via a monetary transaction or as I should say I should I should say you know as as some sort of some sort of way to thank you for monetary support of sitting and smiling not sitting and smiling, walking and talking. It's walking and talking now. I, f I forgot. We're not running any ads. We're not making any money from YouTube ads because we're not running them. Patreon's better because it keeps thousands of thousands of people from having to look at video ads. They're terrible. But Patreon, you know, you can you can be of <clears throat> you can you can be of positive volition 
when you volunteer to give money as opposed to being forced to see a goddamn Geico ad. Holy shit. And it's great. It's not just a, it's not merely a thank you. I get genuine satisfaction as well from uh, talking to patrons. The interaction seems to mutually enhance each other's lives. At least to some small degree. In all of the, you know, in all the conversations I've had. You know, it's it's the end of the video. We can we can kind of why not just kind of relax a little bit, you know? We could like um, we could like not not worry so much about stuff. We could not worry about uh, trying to dig deep in life as opposed to skimming the surface. Like, you know, we're in, we're in it regardless. You know, this is, you know, we're going to keep experiencing regardless. Why do we have to have any type of particular experience, you know? This is fine. This is fine, you know? Just relax. Let's, let's both just relax. Here we are, you know, we've, we've come to the end of this video, you know? Now we can do whatever we want. You know, I could I could I could walk here for a while without talking for a little bit, but you know, that wouldn't really be right, you know. That would, that wouldn't fit with the title of the video. The title of the series. But you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take it easy for the last couple minutes, you know? I'm just unconcerned about what I'm saying now.
This is like the, the... We'll just enjoy a little contentment now. Before, you know, before the struggle kicks in again. But, you know, sorry to remind you of that. Now, which way? We might be past the four hours at this point. I don't know. You're, you know, you're excused uh, if you want to go. I'm just kind of, you know, <clears throat> just I'm just kind of walking and talking for the next few minutes, you know, just for fun. Why not, you know? Why not keep walking and talking for a few more minutes? Maybe I'll knock it off now. Thank you so much. I sincerely mean that. I'm so heartened by, you know, anyone's uh, willingness to watch these videos. It, it fills me with something good. And uh, I'll see you next time.